Welcome back, people. It is episode 35 of season three of the Taxi Squad podcast. We are back, Mountain Mike in full effect. Vince, I missed you. How are you? I missed you, dude. The people had to listen to me talk by myself last week. They're probably really enjoying your voice back on the pod, and I am too, so I don't have to talk the entire time. You did a really good job. You did a really good job. I listened to the whole thing. I was driving across the country. The people are saying that it actually was pretty good, so I'll take it. I'm happy. It's a good practice round for me there. Yeah, I'd say you you did a good job. I mean, there was a lot of things I disagreed with that we got to get into on this podcast. So, you know, I'm looking forward to a little bit of that. You know, How's mountain time? Mountain time is early, man. It's weird to me. It's super weird. It's very odd. Yeah, no, it's, you know, six-ish by you and it's four by me. So, you know, the two-hour time frame. But that's not going to be forever just simply due to the fact that they don't do daylight saving times here. So, yeah, some points of the year it's two hours. Other times of the year it's an hour. I'm not going to do well with that. But nope. here we it's are. Like half of Indiana or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. We're the only other state that does that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I yeah, I don't know why or who, but they, they used to do it for farmers, supposedly. The Farmer's Almanac, I know that. There was some reason behind it, and then now the farmers are like, we don't give a shit anymore. That was like 200 years ago when they decided that. They're like, we don't care right. anymore. Like, it's literally right. the most pointless shit in the world. That's that's back when they didn't have like prophylactics or, you know, like, I don't know, real... Fake butts? Fake butts. <laughs> <laughs> Or anything. jobs or anything that's in modern medicine today, really. I mean, right. there was none of that back then. And it's like now it's like, why do we need daylight saving times with BBLs and fake tits? I don't know. Some things are good. Some things are bad. Some things are good. Some things are bad. That's a true statement. You just Apparently. never know. Right. But I mean, moving to the to the Dale, as some people call it out here. I don't the know. Dale. If they call it the Dale, that's I'm just putrid. I'm raising I'm raising hell and, and praising it. Anyway, yeah, I was gonna say Dale Earnhardt Jr. Hell yeah, yeah hell brother. yeah! But no, you'll see a lot of fake ones out here. Lip filler, yeah. There's for a sure. it, yeah. There, there's a lot of that out here, but you know it's a different way of life, man. I mean, it, the the sun shines every fucking day here, every single day. I need I think, to get. I need the depressing ass weather to really center my body. I feel what? <laughs> Why? Because it's like you're you're too high. You're getting too big for your britches. And they'll be like, it's going to rain and snow today, and it's going to be 95 by the end of it. That's what I'm looking for. That's what you're looking for? Yeah. Well, they have like... I like pain. <laughs> king of pain, as, you know, the police house once said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, house of pain is different, because then <laughs> know, you better jump. You better yeah. jump, because jump, it's the house jump. of pain. Yeah. Everybody. But, um, yeah, no, it, it, it they have haboob season out here. Haboob? A haboob. What is Let's, that? It's kind of like a monsoon or a sandstorm. Shout out to Da Rude. Ja Rule? Right? <laughs> <laughs> what would I, I like do without you? I feel like you're speaking to me in a different language. No, Da Rude right is, the, is the sandstorm. Come on. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, but Ja Rule, I mean, hey, MTV called Ja Rule on 9 11. You know, oh that's yeah, old... <laughs> I remember that. He also yeah. did Firefest, which is also back. What's Firefest? You don't remember that? The Billy McFarlane, he throws that whole like island party and then didn't do it correctly. And then a bunch of people went out there and they didn't have like water or shelter and they had to find their oh, way back home. Yeah. Yeah. He's running Firefest too. So if you want to buy tickets, they're selling out quick, guys. 
Yeah, well, if you want to go somewhere and not have hydration, right? You know, that would be a great plug for the liquid Sounds, IV. But yeah, yeah. What are we gonna do? We're not there yet. <laughs> you know, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, we're doing everything we can to get there. So, with all that being said. Let's talk about some strange and unusual topics in the sports world. And this Speaking just so safety. happened. <laughs> and let's, yeah, let's, let's just talk about ballpark safety rules for a minute. And this just so happens to, you know, circle around our wonderful baseball team on the south side of Chicago, a.k.a. the Chicago White Sox, a.k.a. the Nashville Blue Notes, a.k.a. we don't fucking care anymore. Um, well, to add insult to injury that the article did come out in Chicago Cranes that they are potentially either going to be moved or looking to get out of their lease. He's going to be an old man. Cell phone park at Mortgage Park, originally known as Comiskey Park. But nobody gives a shit about tradition in this side of the city. So let's just go into whatever they're going to sell their soul to make money off of. So <laughs> with all that being said, if there's a better opportunity somewhere else, that could happen. But back to the point, to add insult to injury, uh, there was a shooting not outside of the ballpark, which is totally acceptable to most Chicago White Sox fans, by the way. We're, we're used to that shit. That's I've gone totally to, fine. That's fine. Totally it is. It, yeah. I mean, we we agree. I mean, it's not the best side of town. You go a couple blocks in the wrong direction. Yeah. Not a good place to be. But um, what I will say, and, and to all that, you, you expect that outside of the ballpark. You don't necessarily expect that inside the ballpark. Right. Well, uh, Peggy Kaczynski, uh, who I thought was at the Blackhawks game, but it was actually... Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, oh, uh, oh gosh, I know her face. I know her face. Susie ESPN. Colbert. Susie. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't not Susie, Susie Colbert. Colbert. Oh man, it's the blonde lady with the big it's the, face. It's what's the blonde her name? lady. Oh, what's God. her name? Linda Cohn. Linda Hello. Cohen, which I, I thought it. was Linda Cohen. Yeah, not Linda Cohen, but drunk nope. Mike mistook Linda Cohen for Peggy Kaczynski, and then I was like, oh man, on the jumbotron. Anyways, Just wrong. <laughs> Just but she wrong. was a sweet lady. But shout out to Peggy Kaczynski reported that there was a shooting inside the White Sox game. Um, <laughs> uh, this was last week, and uh, how anybody got a fucking gun into the ballpark, Vince? I am beside myself. So before we say how that happened. I was hanging out with a couple buddies when that was happening. The Joe Bros are playing at Wrigley, so I was out on my porch making kebabs for some guys. You know, who are the Joe Bros? Jonas Brothers, dude. Oh, my sister was there. Yeah, my sister was there, so we were hanging out in the back. Um, But either, even, either, even so, we were like, "How the fuck did someone get shot inside the park? Like, did someone sneak it in? Are the people at the gates not looking at it? We thought of every single possibility." And the actual thing that happened was not front of mind. I will say that. Yeah. So with all of that being said, um, there was an accidental, they claim, discharge of a weapon. And the bullet grazed a woman. And she reportedly snuck the gun in past metal detectors, hiding it in the folds of her belly fat. Fupa strap, baby. <laughs> ah, it's the Fupa strap. It's the it's Fupa strap. Ah. All right, for real though, Dude. that could be a legitimate Action Bronson song. Yeah. If you like also, Action Bronson, that's a that's a potential song for him. That lady needs to be Action Bronson size from like three years ago to pull that off. Mm-hmm. How much? How much belly fat? Like. You know, I'm a big boy, but I don't have anywhere I can hide a gun in this shit. Like, there's, no. you got to be a big lady to do that. 
I mean, legit, the FUPA strap will go down in history as one of the most awkward events at a baseball game ever. And then she claims she didn't even pull the trigger. It fell out the FUPA <laughs> and hit the ground. And then the fucking gun went off, hit somebody, and then the game just went on as normal. Like, there was zero hesitation. They right. didn't stop didn't the game. Stop there was the nothing. <laughs> yeah. There was shit. If I were her, I would pull, like, a kangaroo and get one of those pouches that the little Joey sits in. Or she can like kind of tuck her gun in there so it doesn't fall out of the FUFA strap. I don't understand how this is possible. I what did she go through the metal detector and like, oh, it's going off. It's like, oh, that's like my I don't know, like fake lung, my iron lung or some shit. Like what do you what do you tell somebody you want to security there is usually always super yeah. tight because yeah, which of where you be. are. And also right. it just should be, you know? So security to the point is usually very strong and how this got past anybody. I, but why a lady? Like, why did you feel the need to take the gun into the game? Right. Was it like, a, oh, whoopsies, I have my gun on me. I left it in my fupa. Or was it like, <laughs> I need to bring this in to be protected just in case? And even so, like, don't you get, like, arrested if you go into a place with a gun like that? Not necessarily, unless it's, like, a, unless you have, like, a legal carry license. Well, you can't, because you can't bring it in, even if you have a legal carry license. That's really? what I'm saying. Okay. Like, if you bring it inside, yeah, it's, like, an absolute no-gun facility. But I just think, yeah, when you're, <laughs> when you get to that point where it's, like, oh, damn, I snuck my gun in here. And also, no one got seriously injured, which is why this is funny. Um, but I did hear something today that was like, if your team is going so bad, like if everything's going so horribly, like the White Sox have been this year, you almost want shit like this to happen where you're like, let's just make it, let's just make it fucking hilarious. Like, let's just do like, this is a sketch. Like you can watch, I think you should leave and it'd be like, oh yeah, this lady snuck a gun in and her belly fat and accidentally shot somebody. It's like, uh oh, here we go. Like this is just and then, another comedic piece of the puzzle here. And then to add more comedy to it, on this same very night, it was 90s night, and they were gonna yeah. have Tone Loke, fucking <laughs> vanilla ice. Oh. And, and then I forgot there was another one too that they were all gonna perform, and then they canceled the fucking show. So vanilla ice couldn't, you know, go down the street with his five oh with his rack top down so his hair could blow. <laughs> You know, I mean, for me, I'd be like, I'd rather miss it anyway, but it's just crazy that the game kept going because this wasn't in like the ninth inning. This was in like the fifth or sixth or seventh or something like that. Like this is smack dab middle of the game. And then like they I I love watching like the replay of it. Like they like zero in on the portion of the bleachers in which it happened. And then they magnify it. And it's just like you see the gun fall. And then somebody's like, oh, my leg. But they said, like, they just felt like they got bit by something. So yeah. clearly it wasn't a large caliber, caliber no, weapon. No, no, no. It, it was probably, it had to be like a small little handheld, like, pistol or something like that. Um, because they found, like, the casing and stuff, too. And they're like, oh, shit, that was a gun. And, like, <laughs> do you think, like, the FUPA had some sound absorption? Or, like, you couldn't hear it? <laughs> so it was just kind of like it held it all in. And then it was just slowed the bullet down a little bit. Sneak the weapon. <laughs> Which is worse, this or Plaxico Burris? Oh, well, Plaxico Burris shot himself. Himself, right. Which definitely did not end well for his career in New mm-hmm. York. I mean, but like, why? You got security. You're Plax Burris. You won a Super Bowl. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but, you know, No Chill Gill did the same shit, too. Like, that's just kind of how it goes. Well, I mean, fuck Aaron Hernandez killed a guy. Wait, really? 
I'm watching. I'm in the middle of <laughs> if watching. If you watch that Kings. fucking doc, then it would it would be very clear that Aaron Hernandez wasn't even on the team. I'm watching. Yeah, like I'm watching it right now. I'm in like halfway through the series, and they don't make any acknowledgement of Aaron Hernandez at one time. Or, or any, any of the of fucking the criminals shit. that were on any that team. Any of the Pouncey Brothers shit. Like, nothing. It was like, Tim Tebow's a messiah. Like, fucking Urban Meyer's never done anything wrong. And it's just, like, such a puff piece. It was pissing me off. I stopped watching it. I mean, it's interesting. You know what I want? It, like, <laughs> I wish I was a coach of something or someone. Like, I don't... Like, you I just want to bring it in once. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to bring it into the middle of, like, a huddle and be like... We got fucking 30 minutes and we're not going to let down until we don't fucking back down or some shit. Like, oh, yeah. Just just get them going. Just Motivational Mike. Motivational Mike, like a.k.a. That. Mountain Mike, you know, get yeah. you over the mountain. Right. So I like that. That for me is something I really want to do. Like, all right, bring it in. Like and, and what I did enjoy was uh, Urban's piece was his thing was four to six seconds. Yeah. So you just got to go for four to six seconds. That was his thing. Right, but they did it to your point. Total puff piece, and they made Urban Meyer look like he's like the greatest guy ever. And at the end of the day, he's just and like mind a Jay. you, he's a good coach but a bad guy. It's like Brian Kelly, good coach, bad guy. It is what it is. Like him what are you gonna do? Family, him and his family. Um, but yeah, so Fupagate off the bat. It's good <laughs> that no one got hurt. It's good that there was no like actual malicious intent. That no one was trying to do anything more than just drop a pistol out their fupa so that happened the white Sox suck good riddance it's over yeah and then they're gonna promote some internal dude that's There's been with guts. the organization for yeah. you know 20 years or some shit and yeah, it's just gonna be more week. the same <laughs> went oh, in he, on that last you week. did and and <laughs> why the royals like if you pulled somebody from the Astros organization, I totally get it. Loves the Royals, dude. Why does he love the Royals? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It, do- I don't get it. They they're content to lose. They like they don't give a shit. They just want to make the money, which I don't think we should go anymore. I dude, yeah. I have my friends saying like, "Hey, we should try to catch another game this year." I'm like, "Fuck that! I'm not giving them my money until they figure no. this shit out." No, and especially now because like everybody's in tank mode, you can see no one's going to the games anymore. And then Jerry's going to be like, "It's unsafe, and no one goes to the games. Let's move to Nashville, so no one can give a shit down there." It's like, what are we doing? Conspiracy podcast? Do do we really think that that's like a thing now? Whether they're going to move? Mm-hmm. Do no. you think that that's a part of this whole ploy? No. Is to say, okay, we might move to Nashville. Let's stage a shooting in the ballpark. He will not be alive for that. It just won't happen. So it's just, I think it's just wishful thinking or maybe bargaining chips. I don't think they're actually going to move. There's plenty of areas to move if they want to. Like, I don't, I just don't think. I don't know. I don't know much about the country music. (laughs) I only know. (laughs) I only know Max's Deli. Is that your Island Park impression? (laughs) That's it. That's it for him. work, bro. (laughs) That's it for him. That's more. that's my Jerry Reinsdorf impression. I as long as that. the ownership group is content in making money, I don't care about I the ball team. I don't care about the ball game and the people, the fans. <laughs> my son <laughs> is technically in charge of the Bulls. We don't care about that one either. Pay Lamelo his money. You mean Lavar? Yeah, pay him his money. Lavar. 
He hasn't played in 10 years. Lonzo? We still have him on the salary. Lonzo? Lonzo? My bad. Pick, pick one of those dad. ball brothers. Leangelo, fuck it. Pick one of those ball brothers. What was his dad's name? We don't know. Anyways. Leangelo. Get another one who used to be good 10 years ago and give him all the money. God, I hate that guy. I really oh, hate he's him more the than worst. anybody else in this he's world. The, he's, the, he's just the worst. He they is. wouldn't let Gar and Pax quit. Well, like, okay, so you wouldn't to let the Rick point, Hahn quit, dude. Rick Hahn was like, I want to leave. Yeah. And they were like, no, you can't. And he's like, fuck off. I want to be done. They're like, yeah. well, we'll blackball you. You're going to work and with he's Tony like, LaRusso, and you're never going to sign another contract until yours is done or we fire you. This is essentially what he said. <laughs> So I met Rick Hahn a couple years ago here in lovely Arizona at spring training. And when I met him, he looked so dejected to the point. And the, when the reports came out that he wanted to leave like numerous times, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Cause I met him. I was like, Oh, Mr. Hahn, great to meet you. He's like, nice to meet you too. And uh, I was like, Oh God, you know, what are you thinking about free agency? This, this and that. He goes, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to go home. Do you want a picture? Uh, okay. <laughs> all right well no because he 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 knew he couldn't sign anybody he knew he had no say and he knew he was stuck so he's like all right well fuck that i'm just gonna have to do this like and the thing is too is he has to answer to all that shit too so he had to be like i don't agree with any of this and now i gotta be on their side like that is literally the fucking worst it's and my, like i said it last week but like he was like the number one gm candidate he was like the guy that was up next like I honestly don't even know if the hire was bad. I think it was the no. way the in, the like I don't have any like ill will towards him. Like he well, did the best that he could do with the money that he had to spend. Similar to business, right? You could be a very talented salesperson, manager, whatever you are in your profession or industry. You could be very talented, but if you're not in a structure that supports what you're trying to accomplish, then you won't go anywhere. Right. And that's exactly seeming to be the story with Rick Hahn. Now, if Rick Hahn got the keys to the castle and could spend all the money he wanted to and do what he needed to do in order to make a team in his vision, I feel like he'd be very successful. I think I agree. wherever he goes after this, he will be successful. I don't know where that's going to be. It's just such a fucking shame. It's the shame. typical White Sox anything. I know, Look Mike. Look at it's Dane still a shame, Dunning dude. right now. Look at Dane yeah. Dunning right now. Yeah, but that was a decent trade for what it was at the time. Was it? Yeah, Lance, Lance Lynn, was Lynn really for good. Dane Dunning. He almost won a Cy Young. He was as big as me and you. Doesn't matter. He almost won a Cy Young. Almost counts in Horseshoes wasn't and fucking good? pennies, Vince. What you're the fuck CeCe does it matter? wasn't good? What? You saying CeCe Sabathia wasn't good just because he was a unit? No, CeCe Sabathia was a fucking dog. I'm yeah. not saying. So was Lance Lynn. It's just it didn't work out the way we wanted well, it to. One won a Cy Young and a World Series, and the other did Ugats. Yeah, because he didn't. He had guys around him that were actually good. Yeah, you know, my issue is this. When you tear your meniscus because you're overweight, you're a fucking pitcher. It's yeah. not like you're doing the most athletic thing ever. You're bending and twisting. And the fact that your fat fucking ass tore your meniscus pitching is annoying. Okay? That's my I opinion. It. I mean, it's a little more than that. He's throwing like 95. That's <laughs> fine. And I understand there's a lot of it's torque. It's not like it's easy. <laughs> Listen, I understand there's a lot of torque. But I'm just saying, he, 
you know, he could have hit a gun in his fupa potentially, you know? I mean, I don't know, dude. That's a lot of fupa. <laughs> if you think about what it, is, like, what do we think she's tipping the scale at, by the way? Do you she's think she's be plus three bills? bills? Yeah. She's got to be. Because you got to think, like, it's got to go far enough where you can tuck it in and tuck, like, a firearm under it. Like, I can't imagine. Uh, she's obviously wearing yoga, so you got to assume, right? So it holds all of it at the bottom, and then she just kind of tucks it in. So it looks like an IUD or something, but like a massive one. I don't know. I don't really oh, know. I, how's that? It goes off in the metal detector, and she's just like, "Yeah, that's inside me." So I can't really take. That's it her IUD. If anything yeah. tries to go up in there, it's just getting blasted. Yeah, it's the so fucking Hoover Dam. <laughs> it's the fucking Hoover Dam. It's um, the, oh, <laughs> so, gross. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. Apologies this is to everybody on listening. Fuego lately with the disgusting thing I offered for the fantasy football drafts. I was like, should we do a duck race? And Vince's <laughs> perfect. Line, I was kidding. I'd like to make it clear. I was kidding. Of course, he was making kidding. We love the dogs in this household. I mean, we yeah. do. We do. We love all the animals. Uh, but Vince, uh, Vince's vote was to say uh, dog fight like Vic. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh no, those poor animals. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. I think we should just flip a coin. <laughs> That's probably the best way to do it. I just flip always go the random. But yeah. somehow, like if you're the commissioner, you always wind up in like the top. You're gonna three. be first again because you're a fucking. I wasn't sick first cheater. last year. You were second. No, I was third. Eat a oh. dick. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just half tempted to put myself as the last pick in the draft this year on purpose. No, because that's good strategic. You need to be like fifth or fifth. I would say fifth is maybe the best. Seven. Hmm. All right, we'll get we'll we'll talk about that coming up. But Vince, I mean, college football week zero happened. Yeah, baby, and it was very uneventful. Both of our boys played though, and that was good. Yeah, fucking Sam Hartman. Oh my god, you made me want to puke. Puke. I know. I know. Listening I know, I know. to that last week because you couldn't say anything about it. You were just listening. I'm like, sitting in the car. I'm like, fucking you. Sam Hartman. Are we kidding me right now? We're for twenty-three, ex- four TDs, bitch. And you're what like, he's going to be good. He played Dog. Navy. Okay, Dog. he played Navy in Ireland. And what did he do? Vince, he played he did Navy. What he, he did what he needed to do. He played a gadget offense slash team full of fucking semen. Did you? <laughs> Did you see the what? Did you see the statistic what? comparison? What? He beat a yards? bunch of semen. No, that's the statistic. I'm saying if you compare the passing statistics, Sam Hartman to Ty Lavatai, I think his name is. Cool. Uh, the the quarterback of Navy. The quarterback of Navy went three for six with 43 yards. Yeah, because they don't pass the ball at <laughs> Navy or Army. Ever. I know it's hilarious. Sam Hartman threw the ball 23 times. Ty Lavatai threw it six times. They're, dude, they're all semen and officers over there. Yes. They don't. They don't. They don't throw the football. They run the football. They run option off option offense. That's what they do. You Same thing. Go where you gotta go, and you get the job done. And that's all that they did. Vince, are you kidding me? Well, right what's now? better if they lost? I'm just saying. Like, I'm if not you saying, need to go there and win the game. I am and they not. Them up. I, the intent for them was to smoke 
Navy. And they did. Congratulations. Awesome. You did it. But don't give this guy the fucking crown already when he beat fucking Navy. I said it before it started. I said it before the game even happened. Sam Hartman's going to have a a season. And the reason I'm saying that is because Drew Pine, we don't have Drew Pine anymore. And not having Drew Pine is a great thing for me. Boy, oh boy. This is Why do you got to yuck my yum, dude? Don't yuck my yum. Don't yuck my yum. What are you doing here? I'm not yucking anybody's yum, okay? My yum feels yucked, dude. <laughs> it does. Oh god, gross. Anyway, yeah. what all right, here's here's the thing, right? So you're gonna go off next week and you're gonna play Central Michigan. Yeah. And then the following week you're gonna play the Hanley School for the Blind. Yep. And then he's gonna throw for like twenty touchdowns in three yeah. weeks, and everybody's gonna be like, Dog. He's the fucking Messiah. Dog. He's a god. Top Football 10. Jesus blessed us. And yeah. then September 23rd is going to roll around. And they're going to win again. 30 at night. <laughs> and you're going to play Ohio State. And football Jesus is going to be there in full effect. And you're going to get your doors knocked off. Mm-mm. And everybody's going to be like, oh, well, maybe he's not as good as we thought he is. Not it's like, no, no time. fucking shit. Is this just because you're scared? You're scared of that October I'm- 14th matchup? I can feel it. Oh, I'm scared about that. You seem oh, okay. scared, dude. Okay, okay. I don't yeah. know, man. I'm you got scared. A, you got a team in San Jose State that drops 28 on your ass. Don't know what to tell you. Mm, okay. Don't think San Jose right. State's dropping 28 on Notre Dame. All right, tackling that. isn't our strong suit, but we have Caleb Williams. Okay. <laughs> yes, right. All right. Exactly. And you scored we, we scored 56 points. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice. It's yeah. a good thing. And we have a lot of offensive talent, but we can't fucking tackle. Yeah, that's that's the scary part of USC. And I like I said, I put them in the final four, but it's like that is gonna be I don't know. If this defense can't get figured out, no way. No fucking way. Yeah, because it gets scary at the end of the schedule here too. It's like you're gonna, you you can score fifty, but if every other team scores sixty, you're fucked. You know. Here's here's the biggest thing for me with USC this season. You need to go beat Utah yeah. and you need to beat them big twice. Yeah. And they're playing them a week after Notre Dame. And then a week Fine. after that, they're playing Cal. So, like, at least you got that well, time after that. But you No, you need to pump the brakes off of the Cam Rising Utah-led Utes. You, yeah. can't, you cannot lose to them again. Cam Rising could be geared up for a good year this year, though. He's not going to be a good NFL quarterback. He's a great no, college no, no, quarterback. No, no. He's, no he's yeah. a prototypical college quarterback. He's a Bo Nix. Kind of. But Bo Nix, I, I think... Bo Nix is very Johnny Manziel for me. Yeah, he I think gives the, me like Colt McCoy backup vibes. Yeah, and that's fair. But like Colt McCoy was decent at Texas. Texas. Like yeah, he, he was, was pretty good. He wasn't Vince Young, right? Who Vince Young? I personally think if he was in the right system in Tennessee, he would have done a lot better. Yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, well, Colt, yeah, Colt McCoy did literally better than anybody else could have following up Vince Young which was the big thing. It was like he came in and just took care of that offense the way he needed it to. And then he went to the Browns, which is the worst possible fucking thing for anybody to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but you go to who pays you. Cody Kessler was on the Browns too. I mean, what are you going to do? It's true. If you look at that, I looked at a whole breakdown of the quarterbacks for the Browns in the last 25 years. Oh, Bernie Kosar, man. Bernie Kosar is a fucking dog. Not 25 years ago though. Right. I mean, yeah, no, that's like 30 years ago now. Yeah, it's like not Man. good. It's 98, I think, it's 25 years ago. Yeah, not great. That's, that's insane to me. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they were big on the small quarterback thing. There was Johnny Manziel, 
and then Baker, and then you had Cody Kessler before all of them. Who was a and small then they got Whedon, well. who was the opposite. Brandon Whedon was forty years old. <laughs> he was forty when he got drafted. He was like played freaking... at OSU, had like three good games, and they were like that guy. He's a fucking guy. Yeah, no, he's a grown man. <laughs> he's is. a grown man playing college football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Stetson Bennett. That's what I'm saying. He's the new Rams quarterback. <laughs> no, I don't think they're rolling with Stetson. I think Stafford's mm-hmm. gonna play. No shot, but he might get a chance at some point here if Stafford goes down again. Um, yeah, we got week one coming up here, which yeah. is going to be a lot more exciting than week we got football zero. on a Thursday. We got but, football tomorrow. Hell yeah, we do. And that being said too, though, this is that time of year where every single matchup is fucked. Like it's not a couple of these might be fun, but the vast majority of these are don't, just don't snooze cutter. on Florida against the Utes, man. I mean, even though they're going to Utah, I mean, it's still a good time of year. I'm interested in the quarterback situation for those Florida Gators this year. Yeah, the Gators don't. I mean, you, you lose Anthony Richardson, but did you really lose that much? I he mean, wasn't other than an good in college. <laughs> he wasn't. Like, I would like to remind every, he sure he's been lighting up the preseason. He's been lighting up training camp. Like Anthony Richardson was pretty bad in college, and we were saying that. From the jump, I think everybody was like, hey, yeah, he's got the intangibles, but that really is it. Like, he was not very good in college. No, he was not at all. He 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 had, like, a couple good games, but he never got them over the hump. He just no. showed the fuck out, like, really well um, at the combine. And, I mean, they were like, wow, this kid's an athletic freak. It's difficult to pass up on him. That's happened but, a lot, too, though. It's like, and every yes. time it's like this kid's got the intangibles. It's like, yeah, but like, can you read a defense? <laughs> like, that's going to well, be the thing. Here's why I say the Florida Gators may be a sneaky lock. Just simply due to the fact that Cam Rising isn't playing probably until like week four or five. Yeah. Because you got to remember, he tore his knee up real bad in the yeah. Pac-12 championship game and just played through that shit, which props dog. to him. I mean, but, Cam's yeah. a dog. But, uh, you know, you have a backup quarterback who did play well last season against Oregon. I mean, he they did go into Oregon with a backup and did win. They're very well coached. So we'll see. I mean, I don't even know who's QBing it up for the Gators right now. Uh, no. I think it's Graham. We'll see. Graham Mertz. I, I Graham think it's Mertz, Graham really? Mertz, former. The Wisconsin quarterback? Yeah, former. Maybe that that system fits him better. No. That I don't guy's know. not good. That guy's not good. <laughs> I don't see it going well for him. Um, if that's the case. And this is the thing too with college, it's like a lot of times, and I tried doing that a little bit the last couple of days where I was like, let's get acquainted with these teams. Let's see where we're all at. Like I know the I know the star guys, but that's kind of the beauty of college. So those guys start coming out of the woodwork the first couple of weeks in here, and we can be like, All right, this is who we're looking at. Like Joe Milton, for instance. I think he's gonna be very good, but no one really fucking knows until you get a couple games under the belt here. Joe Tennessee, Milton? Tennessee. I mean, the kid can throw the football a quarter mile. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, is he going to be a good signal caller for the team? Like, that's a different conversation. Tennessee is ready to have a good year, and they have a lot of returners, but they also lost their best player. So that's just – and we're running into that a lot this year where all those top guys, like who's playing quarterback for Alabama this year – Probably a good guy. Is it going to go well? We're going to have to wait and see because they don't have Bryce Young anymore. That's very true. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to monitor for me. 
like I, I don't I don't see Bryce Young doing great things in Carolina, Carolina but they yeah. really don't have a quarterback. They have a freshman transfer who would technically make him a sophomore. I don't think that's going to work out well. And then they have that kid last year who's a freak athlete. That's yeah. really about it. Right. So we'll see if that ends up working out. Um, matchups this week that we're looking forward to. I'm interested to see how this Oklahoma team can freaking play. I don't really I mean, know what to expect that. And then Quinn Ewers. Is that who I'm watching all goddamn year this year? Quinn Ewers. You're that high on Quinn Ewers? I am high on Texas. Can't say his name. Can't say his name. I can't say his name? No, I can't. Oh, okay. I was like, why did I say it wrong? <laughs> um, no, no, I think I think no, Texas I is going to be a squad this year. And also, I think having that little fire under his ass now, having a guy behind him where it's like he's, you know, five-star arch man and got the name and everything. He's like, I'm going to show you guys who's a fucking good quarterback. And they're playing Rice. This should be a cookie-cutter win for him. But I'm interested to see how Texas does, especially, too, because this is a pivotal year before a bunch of people start moving. Texas still in the Big 12 this year. Are they going to be able to take it? Because I would say they're probably the favorites right now, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see on that. I don't know. They they're the favor. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would say they're the favorites, right? Like who's gonna who's gonna t- if, take them out of the Big Twelve? If Quinn Ayers can stay healthy, I think it's a it's a definite chance for it to happen. I don't think it's yeah. out of bounds. I definitely do believe that Texas, you know, is primed for a pretty big year. I mean, they got Bama in a couple of weeks, and that's the game for me. Or not a couple of weeks, September 9th. I mean, right. Bama versus Texas, that's a game. Is it a run back? You see the orange, and then all of a sudden it's like Tennessee beating Bama last year? I don't know. This year is a little different because they're playing at Bama. So, yeah. I mean, home field advantage is a very big thing in college football. I think Bama has the potential defensively to give Quinn Ewers an issue because of yeah. protection. Um, I think that's a big one. And they no, that, ha, no longer have Bijan Robinson, which is important well, also, as well. But to the point, though, they all they also do have a five-star running back who's a freshman, yeah. who's an absolute yeah. dog. Which you can at least expect to be as good as advertised. Like Not like the quarterback where it's like anything can fucking happen. No one really knows. So for me, the game that interests me the most is – if I'm being perfectly honest, I, I just it's it's interesting, and I'm not saying they're going to win because yep. I don't think they have the the line on the defensive side or the offensive side. But don't sleep on Colorado this year. I've said it a couple of times, but Colorado yeah. TCU is an interesting game. There's not many games this week, but that's one of them. There's a lot of guys that need to work out in Colorado, and I'm interested to see how. I can't think of his first name, Hunter, last name. Jeez, the five-star recruit that went to Jackson State and then followed Dion to Colorado. The, the the dual threat guy? Yeah. I'm he interested to corner. see how that works. He's playing corner and receiver. Yeah. So he's, he's the Otani of football. Um, the Otani of football. I'm interested in seeing how that works out. And then I'm also interested to see how freaking Shadur Sanders plays. I don't, think I don't think anybody is like out of bounds. Um with Shador Sanders, I think he's very talented. I just don't think he has the horses around him to protect him. I think TCU's defense is going to smoke he's him. He's going to be running around a lot. Yeah. What is a successful year for Colorado? Because what, did they win two games last year? I think any more than two games is a successful right. year. I think, like I think if, they, win... if they win five games this year, is that success or is that a failure? Five games? Yeah. I think that's a success in my it's opinion. Be, right? 
I think that's a big success. You win three more games than you did last season with that team, and then you start to really build on that with the guys that you have. Their expectations are through the roof, which is my like concern. So like, everybody's like, Dion's coming. It's like the save all freaking health reviving guy that's just going to take their team to the next level. It's like, this is going to take some time because this is no yeah. longer like, you know, HBCU. Like, this is main top like competition, actual football going on right now. And I'm interested to see how that works out for him. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. We'll, we'll see how it works out for him, Cotton, but I don't, I, I, I think to your point, if they win five games or more, I think it's a huge success. I just don't, once again, I don't believe they have the horses to go far with the defensive line talent and the offensive line talent. I, I just, if you play a real opponent, it's not going to be good. So to start the season with TCU, not great. <laughs> Prime Not in his great. cowboy hat is going to be a little disappointed, I think, by the half. Now, the biggest game is a Sunday game because there yeah. are two Sunday games, which is Oregon State versus San Jose State. Okay, DJ Ungulu Ugule is on that team now. And a lot of people are saying Oregon State maybe have a shot. I San Jose State coming back to try to get a win here. I don't after think. getting dismantled last week. <laughs> yeah, how they got twenty six points though, I have no idea. It's I, I, it's, it's <laughs> kind of pathetic. We yeah. don't tackle uh, on the south on the SoCal side no. of town. Everybody's um, chilling. Yeah, everybody's just chilling. It's like tackling. We'll just score seventy points. It's fine. Um, in my opinion, I think this is a game where DJ Ugla Uglele has to go prove that he could have been good at Clemson, but wasn't due to yeah. some reason, but Oregon state defensively is very good. I think that they are a quarterback away of potentially being in competition for the PAC 12 this year and the last year at PAC 12, and then they don't have a home. Right. Yeah. So they have to figure out where the fuck they're going to go. Yeah. They don't have <laughs> I a forgot home. about that. Yeah. Now so, the biggest game this, of the weekend, is this an audition? Is this an audition right now for Oregon state? Yeah, absolutely. It is. Check this shit out. <laughs> it's kind of how it feels. I don't think they'll get brought into the Big Ten just simply due to Oregon being there, but Big no. 12, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Big 12 would probably be like open arms. ACC, make it all fucking weird. Go or ACC. ACC. Yeah, that'd be really weird, wouldn't that'd it? So far. <laughs> just wouldn't it? Be like, yeah, weird. we got a game against, uh, you Florida know, State. Florida State. We got a game <laughs> yeah. against UNC. Let's fly across the country. Fuck it. Yeah. We're going to rally from wherever the fuck Oregon Very State far plays. northeast <laughs> or very far northwest to the very yeah. far southeast. Yes. Let's do it. But the game Sunday that I'm excited for is LSU Florida State. Yeah. I think this nasty. is a hell of a way to start the season. QB matchup, baby. Uh, very, very athletic QBs. I, I, Daniels, Jordan Travis. They're both getting talked about a bunch. They're both star power, quote unquote, right now. Could be fun. LSU five in the nation. Brian Kelly's a good coach. Like, I think Florida State's going to get smoked, even at home. Smoked? I think I think LSU's a really good team. I'm interested. I mean, I'm getting a lot mm. of lip talk right now in my ear where I'm like, damn, LSU seems really good. They are at home. They are at Florida State, so that all being said, it's just it feels like LSU is really primed for a decent year this year. Yeah, we'll we'll see about all that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see how Jaden Daniels does. I think he he has a good program that he's playing for. He's and a whole I think new it, quarterback, he says. Well, ASU really dropped the ball and he really got heavily recruited by Herm Edwards. 
Yeah. That's a name for you. That didn't go well. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, it didn't. You know, definitely didn't play out very well. They def- definitely didn't play defense there. Uh, they had a short run where they looked good, but yeah, no, it's it's not going to work out well. I mean, you know, this year to start the year against Florida State, and then next week they got Grambling State. and I mean, there's not a game they really play against anybody worth a shit after this until November 4th. Yeah. Which sucks so, you got to start your year like this. It's <laughs> not what you want. <laughs> well, then you got a bunch of tune-up games. And then, like, I, I guess one could say you can't write out Lane and Ole Miss, though. Because yeah. Lane and Ole Miss always plays LSU really well. He's looking strong, too, Mr. Lane Kiffin. I saw him on an interview today, and I was like, he looks like he's primed and ready to coach a good team this year. Now, Lane always says the right things. Nice and he and got tan. some good. Yeah. He's, he's, he's acting all nice. Lots of lip service for the cameras. Everybody likes him. I'm into it. Banging assistants' daughters. No big deal. He pulls. He Kiffin always pulls. has. Now, the best video of Lane Kiffin ever, and I'll always say this anytime Lane Kiffin gets brought up, if you want to see the most hungover man in a college football interview or welcome video, go watch uh, the welcome yeah. video at FAU when Lane Kiffin took over yeah. there hilarious see the he was so hungover it was priceless <laughs> yeah he was like hey it's lane kiffin it's really hot in florida and i'm sweating tequila at so come play here fau <laughs> it's like he's like i don't want to fucking be here i'm going back to alabama yeah. <laughs> well that's that was the thing for him now yep. we'll see though i i think this week is going to be fun to watch um not a ton of great games it's a lot of tune-up games but hey College football is back, right? We are excited for it. College football, football. Now, I mean, we do we know that we don't go a weekend without football until like the middle of February? Yeah. So, you know, it's buckle up, people. It's going to be pretty fantastic. I'm, I'm so excited for, for Pro Bowl week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I you know what I'm grateful for that they don't do like a college Pro Bowl because that would just be well, annoying. Senior day. Well, the senior bowl is at the end of the season when like yeah. you're looking for a football fix and it's like, right. well, I guess I can watch this because at least they're semi competitive. Yeah. And they, yeah, they want to kind of show out and be like, this is me at the senior bowl. Pro bowl. There's literally yeah. no incentive. Yeah. I mean, it's, if they were like, go shave your face or go watch the pro bowl, I'm going to shave my face every time. Every time. But I actually enjoy shaving my face these days. Especially with maybe the best shaving brand on the planet. True Chains. What's it called, Mike? Henson Shaving Company, Woo! the official pod, or sponsor of the Jaxi Squat Podcast. This part of today's episode is brought to you by none other than our friends at Henson Shaving. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you already know that we swear by Henson Shaving. We've been using them for months, and there really isn't a better product out there. The Henson Razor puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. This razor is made by using CNC machines to aerospace standards. That's right, rocket ships, people. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning that the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. It's literally one blade. Be, be safe. Please be safe. They're very sharp. You twist on the top and you get to work. It's that easy. You remember the beard bet? 
You remember me shaving off the whole thing. If you need to watch somebody use it, go on my Instagram and check it out because it's really that easy. Cost ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is essentially $177 less than normal cartridge razors. They're sustainable. It's precise. It's Henson shaving. It's got a nice weight to it. It's made out of metal. None of this plastic garbage. So please use the promo code the Taxi Squad. T H E T A X I S Q U A D at checkout, and you'll receive a hundred pack of blades free with the purchase of the razor. So you go on the site, you add the razor that you're looking for, and then you add a hundred pack of razors. You'll get those for free. For most users, this amount of blades will last you two to five years, depending on how often you shave. So that promo code again is the Taxi Squad at HensonShaving.com. Go check it out. All right. Well, Vince, we go from one football discussion to another. We're so back, dude. We're we are so back. So back in the football groove. Welcome back football. to Taxi Squad Podcast with Football Talk. This, this is, is our most natural state. Is this right is now. where we live right now. Yeah. Ba- like baseball playoffs coming up, football season starting. This is when we feel good. Because we're back, back in the football and playoff baseball back in the roof. Football roof. Yeah. We're back. So, yeah. Hey. Love it. So if you're Jim Ursay and you could learn how to shut the fuck up, do you think that would help Jonathan <laughs> Taylor stay where he should? Or do you just think that just added insult to injury? Three things are true about this life. We die, we pay taxes, and Jim Ursay. There's no way around it. He does what he wants to do. And I think this is a little beyond repair at this point with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, they're like, look for a trade. And then the Colts are like, we're not going to trade him unless we get an insane deal. Like I saw one today that was um, the Dolphins vocally him. And they said, like, we're not going to send you Jonathan Taylor unless we get Jalen Waddle back. It's like, fuck off. (laughs) What are you talking about? What kind of trade is that? One year of a running back for Jalen Waddle? No way. Well, I would just try and get as many picks as I could. And, I mean, you know you'll be able to replace them. And then maybe you get, like, I don't know, one of those backup running backs from the Dolphins to plug and play. Well, I mean, for sure. I'm just saying in general, like, that's not even a conversation starter. If they say we expect, like, a Pro Bowl wide receiver for him, like, that's crazy. Knowing that he's going to want to resign. Like, that's just, like, you're not even having a conversation there. You're like model we're not talking well obviously you're not talking then <laughs> that's how that works okay if you're jonathan taylor who would you want to be traded to philadelphia because you day. were talking about it last week yeah you you were big on miami right yep or what was the other one again philly philly philly's been talking you know about trying to get them you know which one you missed what buffalo he would be the talk of yeah. the town in buffalo if he was on the Buffalo Bills, they're going to a Super Bowl. It's over. Yeah. Literally, it's over. Yeah, we I don't know why the Buffalo the Bills. Bills don't go first-round pick, James Cook, Jonathan Taylor, done. If they'll take that bag for him, then I don't think that they should. But then also that's like that's like we're doing it this year or we're never doing it, which I think, I think they're already there anyway. Like they're kind of like we have to do it this year. So if I were them, I'd do that if the Colts are going to take that deal because james cook is also a good running back like he's not jonathan taylor but he's a good running he's back. serviceable yeah he's not his brother dalvin who's now on the jets but are they brothers they're brothers oh i didn't even know that yeah dalvin oh, famous famous for banging lizzo 
You know, is that is that who the she you came man out and on said the it. Minnesota? That was him. I mean, he's into the he he likes some juicy. You know, you he think? likes the thickness. He likes <laughs> the cushion. Good for her. He likes the cushion. I mean, that she's good canceled for him. though. We can't like her anymore. Why? Why is she canceled? Oh, you don't know this. No. Um, yeah, she made her backup dancers eat a banana out of a sex worker's ass in Amsterdam. <laughs> And they're like, no. Wait, what? Yeah, I just yeah. thought she called people fat, which no, is she very did. ironic. She did. Well, because they did a whole – I'm going to truncate this as much as possible. But they did a whole show where people auditioned to be Lizzo's backup dancers. And they were like a bunch of plus-size women. They were dancing and all this shit. Um, and, then she, and then she was like, you guys got to be like my roadies and my dancers. We got to do everything together. So they did. And then she was just like, you have to do this. You have to do that. Basically telling him what to do um, and being like condescending mean about her or whatever. That's what they that's what all the reports are. But then this one where like people started getting pissed and people were like sooner and shit is because she they were in Amsterdam. I assume assumingly at the red light district or somewhere where it was there was like, you know, prostitution going on, a lot of sex work. And there was a banana and an ass. And she was like, you guys got to eat bananas out of these like prostitutes asses yeah like essentially <laughs> and now they're like no what the fuck so yeah that's why she's canceled <laughs> i mean how do you how do you make somebody eat a, a banana like can we deep dive into this no pun intended what, but like I, how do you how do you like do, what do you got a gun to their head well no it's just like eat it out of their ass it's like we're not gonna let you dance next one unless you eat it out of their ass like that kind of shit pulling leverage on them i don't know how exactly it went but i guess like they felt like they were forced to do it. I mean, are they in the eating ass? Yeah. I, it depends on the person. <laughs> being honest. Because maybe like that's their thing. Maybe they're in the eating ass. Maybe it was a thing, you know? I, I mean, don't know. Sure. I, but like, you know, I mean, would I do it for the gag? Sure. Was the peel on still? Don't know about that. There's a lot of questions. Do you about think that stuff. Dalvin Cook is eating that ass? Do you think that's where she could got be. the idea? Maybe like could she be. was like, hey, banana. Delvin it could Cook? be, man. I mean, hey, all power to him, you know. Get it while you're young, I say. Try it all out. Try it all. Try it all, you know. If, yeah. if that's your thing, be like my brother. Just stick your head out the window of an Uber driving through <laughs> Wrigleyville, just screaming to the world that he does, in fact, eat ass. Don't yuck anybody's yum. This is You'd be so surprised how many people supported him. Oh, dude, everybody loves a person who eats ass. Oh my God! They were like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm Put like, some goggles on. Avoid the pink eye. That's my only. <laughs> that's my only. Just uh, full blown Michael Phelps it. All right. Yeah. Anyways, Jonathan Taylor though. I yes. mean, I think yeah, Buffalo. <laughs> Squirrel moment. <laughs> I'm just saying though, Jonathan Taylor on the Buffalo Bills would be unstoppable. Ideal. Yeah, but so, also on the Eagles too. They don't need more help. I think DeAndre Swift is geared for a big year. Looking Maybe. tough, man. Unless Look he just tough. breaks into shambles again. After he well, got that one injury, he doesn't really like running into contact anymore. Dude, this did you see him this preseason? Like he was no. running dudes over. I like that. If that happens or something, because Miles Sanders is not it. I don't even care if he had a good year last year. He's not it. Well, I mean, we'll see. They don't have a ton of protection there in the Carolina Panther. Yeah. So. Now, I will say year. this. What's that? None of them are having good year in Carolina this year. I really don't think so. No. I, not with your baby quarterback. He's no. just a baby. He's a little cutie. Just a little baby. He's just a baby. Now, <laughs> a okay. Baby. 
So, all right. So we, we have Jonathan Taylor drama. We have some players getting cut like left and right where you're kind of yeah. like, eh. did you see that? Um, the head coach of the Doug Peterson, uh, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars cut his son. Oh shit. No, no love in the heart of the city. People doggy dog, baby. You know, he looked at his kid. He's like, yeah, man, you just didn't cut it. Sorry. I mean, at least he gave him a chance, right? I didn't even know he had a son in the league. What do, you, do you think like he went up to him and he's just like, you're just too white, man. I don't know what to tell you. Be like, well, I'm, your, I'm your fucking kid. His name is Josh Peterson. Like, that's the whitest he name ever. He, he played tight end at Louisiana Monroe. Like, a lot of this is not Tom. like yeah. he. The fact that he got a chance is because his dad was the, co- the coach. Let's True. To be honest. True. True. Hey, Doug Peterson was an NFL quarterback. Also played for the Browns. Fair fact. Oh, but that is a quarterback name. Doug. Doug cool. Peterson Doug, is Douglas. a name. No Douglas is a good name. Yeah. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Bill Belichick beats the system again. Uh, just decides to leave Mac riding solo in the QB beats room. Beats the system? What does that mean? So basically, he didn't sign... Bailey Zappi or Malik yeah, Cunningham to the active squad. rosters, right. but he did sign them to the practice squad. So he doesn't have to pay them right. the active roster minimum. Yeah. But now so, they don't have the backup quarterback. Well, if, I mean, Hey, if one of them gets hurt, they'll just be like, all right, just put in, I don't know the, the Slater because he's still on the team. Right. First play week one, Mac Jones gets injured. Bring up one of those guys after the after the game, and they get like. How does that like? Can you activate them during the game? Is that like a thing? No, they can't be. They can't travel with the team or anything (laughs) on the active roster. So you'd have to go a whole game, and then you'd have to bring them up the next week. So you just got Mac Attack chilling. They're gonna be so bad this year. Don't sleep on Belichick. I'm sleeping. I am fully asleep. I am in my third REM cycle of the night. I am so. Zeke, yeah, Juju, he looks like an offensive lineman right now. Is Matthew Judon, yeah, that's the only one that's really getting me going right now. They got Matthew that defense Judon. that's got a group of dogs on them. They just yeah. drafted that Gonzalez kid out of Oregon, who's going to be a shutdown corner. Watch Jonathan Taylor go to the Dolphins, and then you're like, "There's no way you think the Patriots are better than any of those teams. They're going to come in last this year in the division." Hmm? I've never been more confident. I don't know. After watching the most recent episode of Hard Knocks, it doesn't look like uh, Aaron Rodgers is very happy with his team right now. I think it'll be okay. You think it's going to be okay? Dude, yeah. We're on week four of the preseason. Like, they're going to okay. be... They're over, way more talented than, than the Patriots are currently. Over under, Garrett Wilson is a top five wide receiver this season. I hope so, because he's on my fantasy team. I'm going to go with... Well, let's think about this. J.J. Jettas... Obviously better. Tyreek's probably poised to have another good, really good season. Jamar Chase, top five. Top five for him. Oh, that's – oh, because he's he has to spread the ball around too. I'm going to go outside of the top five. I think there's too many weapons on that team for him to be top five. Okay. Too many weapons. Yeah, there's a lot of guys on that team. There's a lot of dogs. Okay. I'm interesting. And also, Dallin's going to be a lot more part of the passing game than I feel like he's going to be part of the running game anyway. There's going to be a lot of dunk and runs to Dalvin. No, I think Dalvin's going to run a lot more than people believe. Well, sure, but you got Brees, too. I think Brees Hall, Brees Brees is more the wide receiver 
of the group, in my opinion. He's the more receiving base back okay. than Dalvin is. I mean, Dalvin's dual threat, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I do think Brees Hall has a place, and it's going to be that third down back. True. My and you got to get corn on the cob of the ball, too, so you got a lot of work to do right now. Randall Cobb will always get the ball. He's yeah. always just like, if somebody goes down, just pick up Randall Cobb right. sort of thing. Usually, kind of how it works. So I think that's tough. Just the just the share of it in general to give Garrett Wilson a top five feels rough to me. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. A lot of people are saying otherwise. Um, now another I'm in thing if is, it happens. I just don't think it's going to happen. Now over under the Cardinals win more than three games this year. Uh, under. <laughs> they are doo doo. Do you think they're going to trade? Um, do you think they're going to trade little Kyler? Do you think, do you think he's going to get traded somewhere? His current value is so low. (laughs) Like I think if he goes somewhere that he doesn't want to go, he quits and plays baseball. Like I think he's at that point. We're going to get Josh Dobbs for what? The first four weeks of this year now. So I don't know. Josh Dobbs is a starter. It's him or Clayton tune. So However, that you, ends up working out. Do you <laughs> believe that it's it's one of those scenarios where it's like, okay, Kyler, we're not playing you. We're just going to suck it. We're tanking yeah. for Caleb, your former um, OU replacement. And then with all that being said, do you – where do you want to go? Do you want to play baseball again? Because in theory, if he did play baseball because the A's yeah. – well, the A's do still have his rights because they yep. drafted him. Oh, Jesus. So, you go from the Cardinals to the Athletics. <laughs> but the A's are moving to Las Vegas. Right. So do you think he just, like, waits it out? Good. Gets paid a bunch of money, goes four hours up the road, and goes plays baseball on a brand-new dome and starts it off there. It would be the story of the century. I mean, he very well could. I don't – he's at a point right now in his life where if he's going to do it, now is the time because he's going to get too old at some point. Um I think they're going to be so bad this year that they are going to end up getting Caleb Williams. It's just crazy that you go from Rosen and then you draft Kyler the next year and you basically dump Rosen, even though he's a top 10 pick. And now you're almost going to do the same thing with Caleb Williams. Cause there's there. I mean, I don't think anybody's denying that they're going to be the worst team in the league this year. Hmm. I there's, think that I know yeah. so few names on this roster. It's, I'm looking at it right now. It's like, I know Rondale Moore, James Conner, Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz. Well, whoever the Luke head Maker. coach is looks like he's 10 and he's like a big dork. He's yeah, like a, he's Eagles guy, right? Yeah, I forget his name. He's yeah. just a giant, giant dork. Yeah, I'm not. It's It just doesn't look good. <laughs> Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, Eagles guy. Very uncomfortable when watching him in like, you know. Uh, interviews and stuff like that. But, you know, you go with the Sirianni idea, uncomfortable in interviews, might end up working out for him. Who knows? Growing plants, but you can only grow succulents in the desert, so they're going to have a team of succulents because they're going to suck. Yeah. And they... Gannon's from Cleveland, Ohio. We know how football breeded there. So, Well, here's my thing. So, okay, where would Kyler get traded to if his value's low? I mean, do the Raiders take a shot? I'm just saying, yeah, we'll go with Jimmy for a couple years and then bring in Kyler after the season. He's our starting QB. I don't know. Well, is there concern right now with his commitment to football? I I just think there's a concern with the fact that he's a lazy dick 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Is there con- concern with him, his commitment to football? Where does he go? What teams because, need a quarterback besides the Patriots? Because I think they do. Like they, I think I think Bill would love him, but I don't think he'd love Bill. Yeah, you know, that's you, the, I mean, you look at the Titans, Jags, Colts, and Texans. Maybe the Titans, Steelers, maybe? Browns, Bengals, Ravens. No one there. Yeah. Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. No one there except for maybe Las Vegas. And then the AFC East. No. You look at the NFC. Everybody, everybody has a fucking quarterback. What about what about the Bucks? You you sleep you True. sleeping on the Bucks? Everybody's high on Baker though because Baker had to, one good send game. Send him to Tampa Bay. Why not? I don't think he matches Tampa Bay very well. But go ahead, or maybe send him to Atlanta. The best yeah. landing spot for him to go is the NFC South, or maybe Los Angeles. Well, who's he going to play for in line? Yeah, I mean, the you Rams. know, they could say, you know, we will. Um, we will go for it with uh, with Kyler in L.A. And I mean, he would look. I mean, he'd look good there. He, he would look good there. I think that's probably the best case scenario for him is to go to the Rams. But other than that, like there isn't a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks right now. At the end of the year, it's probably going to change because that's how it always works. But right now, a lot of teams are locked. Oh yeah. Hey. Who knows? Maybe he winds up on the Bears because the Bears are like, oh, you know, Fields isn't cutting it anymore. <laughs> they sign Kyler. Get me out speaking of there. Of the, speaking of the Bears, yeah. okay. The Bears just finalized their roster. Uh-huh. They have five fucking running backs on this opening day roster. Yeah, normal shit, right? <laughs> are they all that good? No. Are they all that good? Maybe what none of them th- are good. What are you thinking? I don't like, know. I mean... For- Khalil Herbert, you knew he was going to be on the roster. When they picked up Homer and Donta Freeman, I was like, "There's a lot of guys." And then they drafted Roshan Johnson, where I was like, "Okay, damn." <laughs> Which I like a lot. For the record, I, I like Roshan. I do too. But where is the shit? Like, you know that Khalil Herbert's going to get a lot of play. I'm confident Donta Freeman's going to get a lot of play. Where's the room? Travis Homer's going to come in for blocking downs. And then Roshan Johnson, what like is the is the passing back? Maybe comes in on. He looks very places. talented. I would he prefer him to get talented. more more plays than probably any but any other running back. And he who's looks the fifth one? I don't dog. even know who the fifth one is. Kari Blassen game. Oh right, 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 right. Didn't he play for the Eagles a little bit? If I'm I have no idea. We yeah. got we got five running backs and we got three tight ends, two of which used to play on the fucking. Packers. Oh, blessing game played for the Vikings. He's like a fullback. Okay. So yeah. maybe they're maybe they're going big. Maybe they're maybe they're trying to go big here. Good blockers. I mean, again, like you said, there's three tight ends that could be starters in the league right now. How okay, here's what I'm really confused about. How did Valus Jones make the fucking team? He's fast. Probably return kicks. But he can't return kicks. He's got hands of stone. Yeah. Well, Maybe he's proven himself this year. I don't know. I want him to be good, but then I always forget that he's like 26 now. He's old, man. Yeah. So he's okay. All right. Well, well, beside all the goofy, like, okay, why do you have so many of so many different, you know, positions? Yeah. Who's your besides Justin Fields, of course, and besides DJ Moore? Yeah. Who's a guy on the Bears this year that you're like, that guy might surprise you? I want to see, and maybe it's not. Go offense and defense. Go offense and defense. I was going to go D, so this is good. Okay. Going offense. 
I think, and this is more of like I'm interested to see because I think he's talented, and I'm going to go a little off the grid because I've been learning a lot about the offensive line this year. Um, Nate Davis, a lot of teammates like him. A lot of organizations don't like him when he's on the team. I think he's a very good guard. I think that he can be good, but I'm also worried that he's like a little bit of a a little bit of a bombshell in the middle of that line where it could go bad, especially with all these injuries happening and Nate Davis getting like essentially kicked out of practice for a game and shit. Like I, it's not looking great right now, but I think, you know, winning cures all. And I think that if he starts playing really well, I'm interested to see how that goes. So I'm going with the guard, baby, Nate Davis. Okay. okay Nate Davis. Okay. That's your offensive pick. What about your defensive pick? defense? Former Philadelphia Eagle, TJ Edwards. He's going to be playing starting linebacker with Tremaine Edwards and Jack Sanborn. I'm excited to see Tremaine Edwards, obviously. Um, but I think TJ Edwards is going to be a little bit of a difference maker. He's going to play like that little, hopefully that little Lance Briggs role, try to, you know, get in there and cause some disruption. I'm interested to see how he plays. Um, and I think that it was kind of an under the cover pickup this off season that not a lot of people are talking about, but could pay some dividends if he plays well. Got a lot of Chicago guys on his team. He's another oh, yeah. one of them. Yes, he is. Uh, love to see it. Okay. So I'm going to start defense. Yeah. Um, my defensive pick been high on this guy since he got drafted. Jaquan Brisker. Yeah. Absolute dog. dog. I think he has the ability to be one of the best strong safeties in the league. He's getting um, better every year. Literally. Uh, I, I mean, he's only been on the team for a year, but no, the I'm flashes. saying just like coming from college, coming to the NFL. It's like, he's seeming to really put himself in a position to be really good. Oh, I think he has the potential, like I said, to be a top five strong safety in the NFL. He hits yeah. like a fucking freight train, has great ball skills, and he is fast and he can tackle. So love that for us. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, this might be something where you're kind of like, well, he hasn't done a lot up to this point in his career. And Vince, you're going to love this because he's a former Golden Domer. And it may not come to a surprise, but yeah, he baby. still has underperformed. I do think Colt Komet this season is yeah. in line for a breakout season. Well, I do think. Do you remember post week 10 last year when he started coming together? And you're like, oh shit, he's kind of a beast. Cole is a beast. He has great hands. He He's athletic as could be. He's another hometown boy. Grew up in Arlington Heights. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think he has what Vider? it takes. Yeah, he did go to Viator and then yeah. played at Notre Dame. He is your typical Midwest boy, and then he got drafted <laughs> by the Bears. He's yeah. literally living the dream if you grew up in the Midwest yeah, suburbs that's of Chicago land. exactly what I'd want to be if I want to be. Right. <laughs> exactly. You did it all right, man. Yeah. You did it all right, and you got drafted in 2020 in a fucked up year. Otherwise, you yeah. would have been there, and you were chilling at your parents' house in Arlington Heights, and people were driving by your house fucking honking and shit. I mean— it was a great pick for us in that stage of the game. I do think that this can be his year, and I think he's going to be the safety blanket for Justin Fields, who uh, looks like finally he has some protection and he doesn't have to run Hopefully for his life. Hopefully he stays freaking healthy. Well, if not, we got we got Tyson ben Bagnet. Ba yeah. Everybody's no, raving I'm, I'm about not this even kid. Saying, I'm not even saying Fields. I'm saying the line, but Tyson Bagent. Bagent. Beignet. Tyson <laughs> Beignet. Dogging in the preseason. Get rid okay. of PJ Walker. He's off the team now. It's bagging Good. season. They baby. paid two million dollars for him too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. No. So fun fact about Tyson Bagnet, his father was a um professional wrestler. An arm yeah. my bad, arm wrestler. Yeah. And his claim to fame was that he was in the movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> so with all that being said, his dad is a 
former professional arm wrestler and one of the greatest, greatest sport films ever created in the late 80s. Not Tyson, really. But, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> but but me, great yeah. premise of a film. You know, Stallone, peak Stallone, right? Jacked, clearly roided Stallone after oh, yeah. Rocky. He's a failed truck driver who's trying to get back custody of his daughter. But Robert Loja, the Robert Loja. You sounded like will, Joey Diaz. <laughs> well, no, that's Robert Loja. Yeah. And Robert Loja is famous for, ah, for Robert Loja. Oh, it's in. Oh, my God. Look over there. It's Robert Loggia. Um, B, for by God, it's oh, I Robert know Loggia. <laughs> yeah, so Robert Loggia was, was also. He was in Big. <laughs> yeah. He was in The Sopranos. He yeah. was also in Scarface. But Robert yeah. Loggia plays the grandfather who's trying to keep Stallone away. But Stallone, in the meantime, is trying to get more money as he's on the road as a professional truck driver. And you know what he does, Vince? What? He arm wrestles. Oh, just like Tyson Baggins' dad. And his dad was in the movie. And they did like a whole spot on this during the draft, which I thought was great. Another cool fun fact about Tyson Baggins, all-time leader in touchdowns for a quarterback in college football. Yeah. All together. It was D2. Most Most touchdowns ever. He looks confident, man, and he's got some he's got some stones on him. I'll give him I that like much. Him. If he could chase Daniel his whole career, I am absolutely game for him. I have one question for you. Sure. I'm confused on how this tight end room is going to work. Why? I there's is there too many guys? Are they going to no. run two tight end sets forever? No. You got Mercedes Lewis and Robert goal Tanyan. Line. Goal line. Mercedes Lewis is a dog inside the five, right? Only goal line then. He's gonna yeah, that's 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 Mercedes Lewis's role in that offense, which he was in in Green Bay for like the past 10 years. But where so, does Tanyan fit in? Tanyan is your two-set guy. So he's your guy who's going to be on the opposite side of Cole Komet when you're running a heavier set. You think they're running that often? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. I think if they have a guy that knows the offense, which Tanyan does, Chicago and guy. then you got Cole Komet, who, what? No, Tanya's a Chicago guy, too. Yeah, I know he is. So we got all these Chicago <laughs> yeah. guys on this team who really want to win. I'm, I'm like, really high on this. Either that or yeah. we're just going to turn out just being the worst in the North, and th- th- that, that may happen. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, in my opinion, how this is going to look is that the two tight end sets is going to be him and Tanya. They're, they're going to have enough to, to play around. I think Cole Komet, you could throw in the slot if you want to, if you want to get really creative play inside the 40. Sexy. Come on, man. Play action might get real. You sexy. get some running game going right now where you have athletic deep or offensive linemen, which you do. I mean, yeah. the sky's the limit for the, the functionality of this offense and the creativity of where you can go. And I think helping um, Justin Fields get over that hump is going to be the next step. So we'll take it one thing at a time. Uh, I, I'm excited, though. I mean, hey, speaking of quarterbacks, you can't deny the fact that, uh, you know, we, we got to talk about it. I mean, Trey Lance just got traded the fucking Cowboys. Dude, what a story. What a story. Huh? I, I talked about it a little bit last week where I was like, all right, well, he's obviously going to be the third stringer now. And then right after that, it's like, boom, he's a Cowboy. And I'm like, fuck Dak. I'm like, they seem like they're kind of getting over the whole Dak thing, even though they paid him an arm and a leg. Hopefully, maybe they're hoping that Trey Lance works out to something good. Maybe. 
I don't really understand that move at all. I think if the 49ers weren't so good, they would be getting ridiculed right now. Well, there was a recent interview with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I, I think it was with Siciliana. Yeah. The big-eared king himself. Um, that basically that QB room in San Francisco was a mess. I just think they're that well coached. Well, I'm just I'm sure that it's not like the quarterback runs everything. It's kind of what it feels like. I don't know. I was reading it. I didn't see it, like you said. So I'd have to know. But it just seems like he's kind of just like Kyle calls the plays and you 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 call. It That's was condescending as shit. Like the interview okay. was condescending. Jimmy yeah. G was being his typical, you know, handsome dicky self. You know, he was doing yeah. it up over there. But Chicago overall, guy. in my opinion. <laughs> Also yeah, Chicago now the guy. Chicago guy just like, oh, you don't like me? Good. I'm going to lean into all of that. All of yeah. Um, yeah. Now, <laughs> with that, though, I do believe that it's not surprising. I think that they're happy with the fact that, you know what, they hit on a quarterback in the seventh round. Trey Lance may go down as like the worst draft day trade ever. Maybe. They, they pulled a Trubisky, basically. Mitch was bad. I was going to say, but Mitch at least got a couple seasons in and made the playoffs. Like, <laughs> Trey Lance didn't even do that. Um, well, I don't, but Trey also, Lance got hurt. Well, that's kind of, yeah. The Bears hurt him, didn't they? <laughs> um, that I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like they have enough guys on their team on the 49ers right now where they're competing, and a lot of people think they're going to be one of the best teams mm-hmm. in the NFC. If this was another team that needed a quarterback and it didn't end up working out, then you're talking about like what the fuck, like Jamarcus Russell territory, you know? Well, I think Trey Lance has a window where he can go learn under Dak, but I think this definitely puts Dak. (laughs) This puts Dak on the clock, though. Yeah, I think that's it. I think I think it's solely a motivation thing for Dak because. Like I said, like there's a lot of conversation this year that it's not like, you know, Dak's the guy they just got to figure it out around him. It's like, let's see if Dak can fucking do it this year. Like this well, seems he hasn't like won a, a playoff game. Well, right. That's the whole thing. It's like you can go to the playoffs as much as you want and you can lose right away. It's like, who cares? Who gives a shit? It's like the Vikings. Cool. He made well, the playoffs. He lost immediately. Kirk Cousins. I mean, but that's the problem in the NFL today. That is a major problem. It's like, all right, do we keep going with the guy who just gets us close enough? Or do we just totally blow it up and find the guy who really gets us over the hump and we're going to suck for a couple of years, but in the interim, we're going to figure out how to get to a Super Bowl. I don't know how that looks for a lot of teams in the NFL. I mean, we've seen it for many years. Hey, so, we can be talking about this in two years with Justin Herbert, too, before we even freaking know it. Well, Justin Herbert, though, is clearly far more talented than Dak physically. Yeah, no doubt. I'm just saying in can general. Can run like, like Dak this, and can throw the ball like Almost Mahomes. I mean, no. he has a cannon. You're right. I'm just saying in general, like these, these conversations change fast. Is my point. It's like it can come, it can go from this is the guy to maybe he's not in like a blink of an eye. So people have to be cautious about that, especially Dak. It's like this is a motivational tactic, and at the very least, maybe Trey Lance is what the 49ers thought he was, and then he can just go in there and get Kellen Moore until he's a god. Yeah. Oh, Kellen Moore. That was, uh, yeah, poor Kellen Moore. Yeah. No, I think this is the McCarthy offense. It's going to operate his way or no way. Dak is going to be on a short leash, I think. If he sucks to start the season, I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Lance is in. But I think overall it's just some insurance that if at the end of this year or next year, I mean, you're going to have to pay Dak a quarter of a billion dollars. They already did. 
well, to the point, and, and they may have to do it again soon. So right. if you got a couple of years where Trey Lance can come up behind him and he looks good and he's athletic and he's this and that, who knows? It might just be the perfect scenario, but Jerry's always thinking ahead. So you can't discredit that. Yeah. He, I saw one that was just like, I don't want to go, Dad. And it was like, Kyle Shannon's like, well, you gotta. And then the guy on the other side was Jerry Jones. He's like, please, I don't want to go. <laughs> it's got to be brutal to be a quarterback. Bad. It's too damn bad. It's got to be horrible. Like, I don't want to do this anymore, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, fuck, I got to go to the goddamn Cowboys and deal with Jerry Jones. Although he did, has ass. come out and said that he was grateful that he he was excited for it. But what else is he gonna say? Was he gonna be right. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh fuck! Yeah. It's like you haven't done anything. You haven't proven yourself. You have to take that role. Colin Coward's probably Jack, though. Yeah, I mean, Colin Coward broke up with my daughter, and then everything went bad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I I believe this much. Um, I don't know if the you know I think the coward, the coward girl maybe was a smidge of the Malloykio for him, you know. Coward maybe. curse. Some people are saying maybe the coward cooch curse. I mean, I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I took it there. I know I did, but whatever. Okay. Whatever. Maybe it's, it's, it's true. It's the coward cooch curse. Maybe that was it for him because initially, I mean, Colin was all about Trey. Right. Good young man. Gonna be great at the next level. Where's his hat? Has forward? all the intangibles. <laughs> yeah. Six Doesn't months put later. His hat back Look at this floppy piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> they should trade Look all their at... baseball picks for that. <laughs> right. Right. Dumbass. I would get some draft picks. Oh, this yeah. just in. Uh, we can't, can't trade that. draft picks in baseball. <laughs> well, you can't. Oh. No well. shit, Colin. I'm a casual. Well, um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, um, Okay. Uh, yeah. No. All right. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. You know, Colin. Hey, Colin. Sometimes he gets cocking and he probably gets dry mouth because the verbal vomit just ensues. So, hey man, I get know, it. We've been doing this are, for a while, but come on, <laughs> some things. Man. Chances are that man gets dehydrated, Vince. Yes, chances are he does. And I mean, if you're dehydrated, what a better product to use other than our great folks at Liquid IV. This portion of today's show is brought to you by Liquid IV. That's right. The hydration brand we've all come to know and love is with ya boys. It's festival, outdoor party, and adventure season, and proper hydration is essential. You don't want to miss out on the summertime activities while they're still here. Liquid IV will help you hydrate and stay in the game. I've been using Liquid IV for a few years, and i found a ton of uses for it. Uh, Going to sleep after a day-long soiree. This is the product that helps me rehydrate and recover. I brought them with me on hikes, long bike rides, vacations, and maybe most importantly, bachelor party weekends. The beauty of it all is that Liquid IV comes in a small, convenient package that you just add to a bottle of water and drink away. One stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the Taxi Squad podcast code. T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, no spaces, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using the promo code Taxi Squad Podcast at liquidiv.com. And we're back with the MLB, baby. The season's coming down to the wire. We got one more month, and we got some hot teams. And the first thing I want to talk about, Mike, AL West is being held by the Seattle Mariners of all teams. Who would have thunk 
couple of months ago, they were like, is this shit not working out? Now they're in the top. The Astros and Rangers both have wild card spots along with the Rays. And finally, the Orioles are on top of the East still. So the AL seems about wrapped up in my head, man. Oh, I think the Orioles have potential to win a World Series, even they though could. they got pumped by the White Sox two nights in a row. Who would have thunk? Not I. Not they us. Got, they got shot in the fupa, as I say. Uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> they are very good. Um, right now, they the Mariners are, what, 7-3 and three in their last 10. They've uh-huh. been kind of on a tear. Uh, we're seeing a lot of that in the NL right now, but specifically the Mariners, I want to see them make the playoffs. I want to see them make a move. I just think it's crazy that three teams from the AL West are going to the playoffs and they're not the Los Angeles Angels. Man. I'm not surprised for a second. The management is <sighs> so poor the there. Two best fucking players. We'll get to them. In a second. Doesn't I mean just the same team that pushed out, you know, one of the better managers in baseball after 40 games, right? I mean, right. so it's not surprising. That's how it goes. Now move to the NL. Cubs are seven and three in their last ten. Two games out of the division mm-hmm. and second in the wild card spot right now. Mm-hmm. They're looking to make the playoffs as well, and I think it's looking really likely unless they have a real bad September. Did you look at their schedule in September? Hard. <laughs> they got Hard. a series with Atlanta, San Francisco, Arizona, yep. Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. That's the thing, too, is the last, you know, what, five, six? After they played the Blue Jays, they went White Sox, Tigers, Pirates, and now they're on the Brewers. They fucked up the Reds right after the All-Star break, too. It's going to get difficult when he's they're playing the Giants, playoff team, Diamondbacks, close to playoff team, maybe a playoff team. They, beat the, suck, they lost to the Reds on uh, Friday night, and that was a closed game. Uh, but I mean, hey, I, I'm here in AZ, and they're all over this team right now. They're pretty yeah. jacked about them. Well, that, and that's the thing too. It's like the Cubs are hot, and Bellinger's having a fucking amazing season. So I wouldn't be surprised if we come down the line and we got that Braves and Brewers matchup the last two series of the year, where that's a make or break. Because also, if they go to the end of the year and they're two games out of the Brewers and sweep them, they're in the playoffs, baby. So like, this could be a big time shift thing especially hitting the pirates and the rockies on those the third and fourth the last um series in the years for them so part of me kind of feels like hey this could all work out even if they did have a couple series where they you know drop two and win one i think it could still kind of work out for them who the cubs yeah what are you a cup fan now what the fuck are we talking about no i'm just saying in general like they are primed to be in the playoffs I'm trying to be an unbiased supporter of baseball in general. Yeah, so here's my situation. Um, I think San Francisco is a team that can and I think will um, make that run because they're well-coached, one. I mean, they're managed very well, right? And and a handsome-ass coach. Their makeup is weird, though. They're always made up a little weird. Arizona, to me— Arizona to me just doesn't really have the horses this year. I think next year they'll be even more primed to make a run. I'm with you. Um, and, and the Dodgers are going to fuck it up. I think personally that that's what they do, right? They got a series coming up here where they're playing Arizona. Um, so I, I think that that's going to be something where, you know, they have to kind of, they, they didn't win last night. 
and the Dodgers are usually really good at home. And Mookie, and Mookie Betts might get an MVP this year. I was just about to say, Mookie Betts is on a tear of a tear, and Philly just stays hot. I mean, Philly right now Man, is getting hot the at the right time. Oh, the end of the season, Philadelphia Phillies. They might as well go to another fucking World Series this year. They might. If Atlanta I mean, wasn't so goddamn good, like – it truly might be Atlanta Philly matchup, and that could that can end up working out in Philly's favor again. With Trey Turner right now getting hot when he did, which is very Yabo much so off needed. Of <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean he <laughs> needed to get hot to justify yeah. that contract. So I think that overall, in my opinion, it's going to be one of those situations where it could go down to Atlanta and Philly for it all. Now everybody's so hot on the Cubs, and I get it; they're they're playing really good ball right now. Yeah. But they there's a whole other month of baseball left to play right. here, and they have a very tough schedule. I'm yeah, I'm not saying they're going to make it. I'm just saying they're in a position right now where they kind of hold the cards. They're they in charge of their destiny. They do. I just believe that overall they have to get through the month of September. And I think it's going to yeah. go down to the wire. And not the fact that they are possible. close to the actual division too, which is not, stupid. They should not, not be close to the division. Not saying it's not possible. I just don't believe. I think the Brewers seal up the division. Now the Because they've been good too, but Cubs beat them today. Yeah, they did. And I think they beat them the night before. So they they took two out of that series. I just don't see them winning the division. I just don't think they have Justin Steele come from. Dude, I don't know. I have no idea. He's so good. (laughs) It's stupid. He's good. He's good. And I I don't know if they get Stroman back in September, but that may be their saving grace. It could be. It's hard to come back from an injury like that and just start pitching like a dog again. I'd agree with that statement. Last couple minutes here, the Angels dropped everyone, and it was very confusing. Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, Dominic Leone, Ronaldo Lopez, former White Sox as well, Hunter Renfro, and Randall Gritchick all dropped on waivers this week. To be honest, it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand what they're doing. They just lost a shit ton of prospects and then dropped everybody. (laughs) This is all they did. They just traded their prospects and said, fuck it. Everybody will get fired over there, and then, I mean— Shohei's gonna probably walk. He's good as gone, right? Yeah, and, and he tore his PCL or UCL in his he elbow. He might not be able to pitch again. It's a fucking mess over there. That's fine. He doesn't need to pitch again. He could. Yeah, be but it's one fun. Of the... It's fun. But he'll it be the best hitter. His... He'll be the best it, hitter in the league still. He'll still be the best hitter in the league, but yeah. it definitely takes away from the value of being a potential half a billion dollar player. Yeah. To just a a three hundred million dollar player, and that would be like the. All right, see, uh, get out of Los Angeles. Also, you're going to get less money because we fucking are the worst. <laughs> That's kind of how it feels. He'll probably wind up with the Dodgers, in my opinion. So these guys then, I mean, Giolito gets picked up by a playoff team, right? He has to. Like some team's going to be like, hey, we need a, we need a fifth if, starter, and that's a pretty the, decent guy. But he got if, shelled the other day. If the Brewers are smart, you may want to go take a look at them. Harrison Bader just got released too, mm-hmm. which is like crazy to me considering what they gave up to get him. If you're looking for September, like September depth going into the playoffs and you just get Harrison Bader out of nowhere, it's a fucking saving grace. How does that look though? I mean, like chances are the White Sox might just be like, well, we'll take him. We need a, we need a guy who can play outfield. No, the they're not Sox making play. any roster decisions right now unless getting rid of people. They don't have anybody running the team. It's like Reinsdorf's going to be like, bring Bader in. He's a nice white. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel like he's going to say it. <laughs> yeah. And he, they got rid of Clevenger, too, who's also on waivers. 
Yeah, well, that's not surprising to me. I think a lot of these guys are going to wind up on some playoff teams and, you know, potentially help people get over the hump. I mean, that's usually the case at this stage of the season. But to me, out of any season I've seen, these are good players. These are some big names just getting dropped like a bad habit. Especially Gilito might be on the Cubs, dude. (laughs) That would suck. I would hate that. That would be terrible. But I mean, for Giolito, he might just look at it and be like, I have residents there. I can go back. Either that or he wants to stay away from that filthy whore. (laughs) She never lived in Chicago. I like to make that clear. Oh, she didn't. Okay. She was at veterinarian school. So she was in California. So it's probably worse for him right now. (laughs) Well, chances are it could be worse for him. Maybe that's why he's playing so bad. Maybe he needs to come back to Chi-Town and, you know, he's used to the winters. He's used to to the climate and playing baseball cold. So if you're well, the Cubs, played, he's be, never played that late in the playoffs. <laughs> so we'll well, he's pitched in out. early April. He's pitched in late September where it can be quite cold. So True it's not chance. out of bounds to say that that's a thing. So we will definitely see people. I definitely believe, though, that we have some parity coming in September. I think mm-hmm. the NL Central is going to be a lot closer than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can give the Cubs the fucking crown yet. I'm not. You're leaning there, Vince. I was said they they might go to the playoffs. I never said they win the division. I say everything's Vince, possible. Did did your just out of curiosity? Did your like brother give you a Cubs hat and you live so close to the ballpark and the Jonas right. Brothers just played there the other night? So you like looked at the hat and you're like, you know, this could like be a thing if the White Sox moved to no, Nashville. No, dude. There was a tweet the other day that was like, oh, White Sox fans are so pissed they're going to have to be Cubs fans after they move. I'm like, motherfucker, none of us are becoming Cubs to, fans. To, the, to end the, the podcast, and this is something that I want to talk about live on the pod. So if okay, hypothetically. The White Sox get moved to Nashville, which even though the mayor of Nashville says we don't fucking want. Them. Yeah. Fair fact. What do you do? I'm either brewer, Brewers or Teamless. I might be you're, Teamless. Your Brewers are Teamless. Probably. Or I what guess if? Arizona just because of you, but I don't know if I'm going right? to. I don't want to support a team that I can't go see a game on. But you, very, I mean, hey, very well. You know, maybe one day the Taxi Squad corporate headquarters are here in sunny AZ. We'll see, right? Be. We'll see. Okay. Leaning there, right. leaning, sure. leaning. You are, yeah. Throw out. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw out this real live. Don't, don't fall over from leaning too hard <laughs> over the airwaves. Take okay. it easy. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. To me, that's where I would lean, even though I, I have admitted that before I even moved here, they're going to become my NL team yeah. because I never had one. Right. So now I have an L, NL team that I could go see on the rec, right? The White Sox in that phase of the game would be dead to me if they moved. Yeah. If they took them out of Chicago. That's kind of what I'm saying. I'm not going to be a national years White of history. Fuck that. Fuck you. It's 120 fucking years of history. You're just yeah. going to flush it down the drain for a better deal? It's really good for bachelorette parties. We should go there instead. It's like Ryan Sorf, you don't know what a marriage is. He's used to he's used to marriages being set up by parents still, so he doesn't even know how that fucking works. You think I, so? Yeah, I hate that guy. He's the worst. We, he's the worst we definitely person hate in the world. him. The team will never be sold. And we will live in this perpetual state of fuck this team for quite a long time. In the NBA and the MLB. Fuck me. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> I mean, Vince, your birthday was two, two months ago. What the fuck are you talking Every about? Every day is a birthday with Ryan Sorf, baby. Oh, that's a good one. Thanks. And on that, and on that note, uh, needless to say, we we would definitely have to find a new team. Either that, or just be teamless. We yep. would just go to ball games and just be like, "Go, 
team. I'm a baseball orphan. I'll be like Rob Lowe when he went to that football game and wore an NFL hat. I'm just going to get an umpire's hat <laughs> and just wear an MLB logo on my head. I like the idea, though. We should we should do that and go to White Sox games next season. I think that'd yeah. be hysterical. I'm, I'm part of it. I'm cool. I'll do it. Let's do it. Now, if you don't have a team, right, and, and you're sitting here and like, what team should I root for? You should root for the Taxi Squad Join team. Join our squad, baby. Join the squad, right? Join the Taxi Squad pod on the reg. We do this every Thursday in case you didn't figure it out already. If you didn't already, you should download. Hit that little button that says download. Do it. We please. appreciate it. You know, it means a lot to us. And then not only that, go follow the socials. We're on the Twitterverse, a.k.a. X. We're on the Insta, the Facebook. The, you name it, we're on it. So if you got some time, go follow it. We're on every major platform of listening. So if, however you get your podcast, you will get it there. And then not only that, you know, Vince did something last week that I truly enjoyed. And I don't think we give the ladies enough love on this podcast. <laughs> So you got some great women in your life. You should share it with them. Yes. You know, they may not get half the shit we're talking about. They'll but they love might... the FUPA talk. I'll tell you that. They will <laughs> love the FUPA strap. You know, the FUPA strap may be the name of this episode. And with all that being said, people, we will see you next week. Peace.